What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Royal Hub Podcast, the community podcast where we learn, inspire one another with a variety of topics ranging from pop culture to business and community discussions. My name is Anthony. I'm Brian. And it's just me and the bros, or the bros, or I, I was trying to find a good way to say it, but me and the bro, Brian. Uh, Aaron's not here today. He had some other things to go on, but you know, it's okay. It's been quite some time since me and Brian has our own discussions and stuff. So I think it'll be a nice little change of pace. All right. So going right into our topics for today, we have two topics. This might coming off to be a short podcast, but for our topics for today, we're going to be discussing the values of a dollar and the Ford Bronco. So, Brian, which one would you like to discuss first? I think we can get into the value of a dollar first. All right, I like that. The value of a dollar is very interesting to talk about because of what's been happening recently. Now, I know some people probably don't pay attention to what's going on as far as like the markets and stuff goes. Um, or, you know, what's been going on with the government money or things like that in general that has to deal with big investments and stuff but one thing i do know the majority of people pay attention to is your money we all pay attention to our money somewhat you know some people don't pay attention to it but we all pay attention to our money and what we're spending it on and how much thing can cost now imagine this so let's say you have five dollars with you and you're going to the grocery store to get some milk so you go to the milk usually milk is like a dollar right Right, yeah, some okay. dollars, some change. Yeah, so uh, well, change is probably taxes, and well, really, food doesn't get taxed. Come to think of it, um, but you have um, you have your five dollars. You go into the grocery store. You getting ready to go get some milk, but all of a sudden, milk is four dollars and fifty cents, and you're like, hold on now, this this was like a dollar the other day. What's going on here? All right, well, you know, I got $5 here. I guess I'll, I need milk, so let me go ahead and buy it. Well, now you have 50 cents left. Okay, now imagine this as well. Let's say that you are paying rent, and your uh, new lease is coming up next month. And that I know this ain't usually how rent goes, but still, your new lease is coming up next month, and you were first paying about $700 for your rent. But the next month you go, it's like thirteen hundred, and you're like, "Whoa, what's going on here? Why, why did it jump up like six hundred dollars? That's crazy." So, you go and try to investigate. Well, the reasons why that's going on is because like a value of a dollar is going very, very low, and that uh, I'm probably explaining this pretty badly. But and also everything else is going up. Now we all know in general that prices of everything is going up in general, right? Like you go to the store, you see something, and price is going up. Housing is going up. You know, everything you can think of that has to deal with your money is going up in price in our days of age, and that's been going on for like decades. Prices always has been going up for decades, but the thing that hasn't changed as much is our values of a dollar. But the thing is about the value of the dollar, ever since the seventies, um, it's been decreasing. So, like, every single time um, the government or businesses have done something and they screwed up and they need money, well, the banks or the feds, they usually pull out some money to save those businesses and the government because, hey, that helps out your economy, right? Well, 
the thing is, whenever you're pulling out extra money, you're also decreasing the value of that set currency. Because the more you have of it, the more less valuable it is. And that's pretty much what's going on right now with our government and our economy and stuff is that the value of our dollar right now is still decreasing. And if you remember back in March, I sorry, I know I'm talking for quite some time here. Go but ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> Do your thing. I'll hop in. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to get Brian a little bit um, understanding of what it is going on here. But uh, if you remember back in March. We had our market crash, and that right. was due to the oil industry and stuff. Well, with our market crash plus the pandemic and the potential of a – what was it called again? Uh, I forgot what it's called, but it, it's blank out of my mind right now. But anyways, with the potential of like something coming up that pretty much causes a lot of problems back what we had in 1998 and 2008, you notice that we had also market crashes around those times. Now, uh, another thing you probably don't remember is that our federal government, um, or the feds as most people used to call it, not like the police, so you don't get confused, um, they gave tons of businesses in our government about $5 trillion to be able to save themselves from having an economy crash. Now, with them doing so, like I said... It printed out more money for them to be able to save themselves, but it devalued our dollar. So I'm probably sounding like I'm repeating myself, but I'm just trying to make sure that everyone understands that this is a big major thing going on here. And let's just go into what just happened yesterday, and then we'll have a more open discussion because I know I'm going on for quite some time here. Um, yesterday, Donald Trump, um, as far as like the date of August 8th, because it's the 9th today. Donald Trump has signed an executive order to cut down $200 from unemployment. Um, before I go anywhere else, um, I will say that unemployment is a lot of things for, in general, if you are um, out of a job at the moment and you are needing money to pay your bills and stuff, of course, they will provide money for you. Um, for me, I don't really like have too much of the unemployment stuff that goes on in my life. Really, like the last couple of years, it's only been for like a week or two. I'll draw some unemployment, but that's only because like we were out of work for like a week or two. But the only reason why I pulled a lot of it from earlier this year is because like we were out of work for quite some time as well. But um, doing what the pandemic? Yeah, doing the pandemic. Uh, what I'm basically saying here is that Trump took out $200 saying that the common person is making too much a week with that. Think about it on top. It was $600. And I know that there are a lot of people saying, well, you know, you get your basic 400 plus 600 on top of it. Okay. That's cool. But he's saying $600 a week for the common person is too much money. Now do the math. Do you really think that $3,000 or $2,000 is enough for you to live off of pretty much paying off everything you need. Do you think $2,000 to $3,000 a month you can live off of that? No. Okay, well, now we can get into the discussion part of it. Like, Brian, out of everything that I was just telling you, what do you think of this so far? What's going on? I, mean, I think it's terrible because it's not like that things aren't still going up. So, like... Mm -hmm. Since this pandemic and I guess you can kind of say we're still in it, 
and they've, you know, gas prices jump back up and things like that, and mm-hmm. you want to cut money out. Like, you know, we were talking about earlier before the podcast, like in different states and things like that, how, like, you could be making a certain amount of money here, but somewhere else, mm-hmm. it might not be that much. So, uh, I think we talked about what McDonald's, how, like, I think what New York, yeah, how, a long time ago, they were getting paid more money. I don't remember exactly what the dollar amount was, but they were getting paid more money because the cost of living there is a lot more mm-hmm. expensive. I mean, you don't hardly, what you would pay there to get here, you could live like a king here, but there it would be bare minimum, like mm-hmm. small, just enough just to get by. And it's terrible that he would want to cut it out. And then I hadn't heard anything about really for sure if we're going to have another stimulus check. So, like, mm-hmm. you have to give the people something. You know, the, uh, people like daycares and stuff like that are still not back open. So I don't understand why... He would want to cut it out unless it's for uh, a reason that he has that's going to be beneficial in the long run. So he didn't really explain himself to me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, as of right now, there are still more details to be to come with as far as that goes. Sorry about that. But um, as far as like more details about what's going on, uh, that executive order, if it's going to actually be concrete and all that. Um, there's still have to go through Congress, of course. Whenever the president actually like decides to do anything, Congress has to go and view over it first. Um, so right now, as far as more details coming, I'm pretty sure there will be more information on it to come within more days. Um, but just like what you were saying, Brian, is pretty much the cost of living is different everywhere, of course. And a lot of people may look at Kentucky as like, oh, it's the countryside. It ain't much there. But really, if you think about it, our cost of living here has gone up a lot more, too. Absolutely. Like, if you just look at, like, the housing in general, if you want a nice, well, not even nice, like a good, decent, let's just say apartment. If you want a good, decent apartment and you want access to everything that you want, like, you know, to the grocery store or possibly somewhere close to work. Maybe you still have to drive 15, 20 minutes to work or something. If you still want a good, decent living out of that, it's still going to cost you about like close to $1,000 a month to be able to pay for all that. And really, that's a lot of money. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, that's not a lot, but that's a lot of money, especially considering the average amount that uh, people are paying with um, their, I'm trying to think, depending on where they are in their degree and their jobs and if you do have a degree or not like there's some people who are making a good decent amount that wouldn't be counting like car payment and everything else that would be uh you know so like the average person right now from what i've last checked was about three thousand dollars a month is what i've seen and that's why i said earlier about what if you were making two through to three thousand dollars a month and you're trying to pay those things now of course you would say well that's one third of what i you know, again, as my uh, income and all that, because really, whenever you're trying to find a home, you want to at least have three times more than what you're already doing on that. But you still have to put in consideration about how everything else is going to add up on cost, too. Like you were saying, you have insurance, car insurance, you have your electricity, your water, you have food, you have medical expenses, you have um basic commodities such as like you know gas that you have to pay for and you know some people may have car payments and it doesn't have to be like a brand new car but still there's some people who have like an older car but still have payments on it 
uh, you know, you just got to like factor in a lot of those ideas and maintenance. And, yeah, and maintenance and stuff. So if you put in all the details of that, plus like trying to make sure you have enough for like emergencies and stuff, you, you, that's really cutting it real close right there. And that's kind of in the decent mark. Because if you go any more higher than that, it's going to cost you so much more money to be able to pay for so many other stuff. So really, um, in my whole humble opinion about this is that um, our value of our dollar, we really need to think carefully on it. Because uh, based off of Joe's video that he sent us in our group chat, is that he sent us a video talking about how much our dollar value is probably going to crash at some point pretty soon. He said it's probably going to be in the next two to three years that we might have a dollar crash. Which is kind of crazy to think about because I think the last time we had like a dollar crash was like, uh, basically what I was saying earlier was like in the 70s or something. Mm -hmm. So um, for our dollar to just keep on decreasing and increasing and it might crash once again, that's kind of a scary thought to think about considering the fact that everything is still going up in price. Like That's pretty messed up. And um was one other point that i wanted to bring up that was very important uh, but in his video he was basically saying that um if you look at the other currencies of the world they have been a lot more thoughtful about how they're handling their currency china is a good example um they're actually one of the first countries alongside with europe to jump into the digital age but that's only because of their currency of course, is going up in value, which is kind of shocking to think. Their value of their dollar is actually going up while ours is going down. Um, but they're thinking about jumping into the digital currency because of the safe havens of having it digitally instead of having it like hard money. That's what most people, you know, what we call cash in the currency market is hard money. Um, but Brian, do you have any thoughts about any of that? I know you say you don't really pay attention to currencies and stuff, but... You know, um, what are you thinking as far as like the common consumer of like a dollar? Um, I would say as far as the common consumer for a dollar, um, it definitely does not need to be devalued. I mean, I think that we do not need, if it's supposed to be the next two, three years, I'm really worried here. So yeah. I feel like that, that you said that here soon that China's dollar would be more valuable than ours. Yeah, like the way it's going, there's like a chart that uh, many people who are into the investment market and all that, there's a chart that's been going on for quite some time now, and it shows the currency values of each country, and ours, of course, was pretty high. It used to be yeah. with the highest, right? Yeah, like a, kind of. Like Europe is a little bit more valuable than oh, us, okay. well, yeah, but true. still, um, American dollar was still worth a lot. Right, right. But now, as we're looking at it, the American dollar is kind of going down, and the Chinese, I forgot what do you call theirs, theirs has been going up. So, that would be bad for us, because then, like, obviously, if you were to go travel into, like, another uh, country or, you know, mm -hmm. places like that, then the amount of money that you would be getting in exchange for wouldn't be as much, mm -hmm. so you wouldn't have as much money to do things over there or even possibly even live or whatever the case may be but then vice versa it would be good for everyone else because uh 
they would be able to come over and get more out of their money in exchange for what we have to offer in a mm-hmm. sense, with the, which they would be able to come over in our country and live like kings and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, really, I think this this is pretty self-explanatory to me. Like, we want our dollar to be as high as possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, we definitely don't want it devaluing. And I, I just think that that whoever's in charge would need to have a, a strict plan or or something that's going to help increase the dollar. Like, if it goes down, mm-hmm. but there's a plan to get it back up, like there's a point of tanking on purpose, then I can understand that. But how long would it take to get the value of that dollar back up would mm-hmm. be the real question. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's probably going to be pretty hard because um, we're going to have to have, I think what they call it is like a world order change. Okay. And um, I really want to make sure I have my research correct as far as that goes. Um, but as far as like trying to fix it, like, yeah, I, um, I, I just going to take a lot of work on it. I want to try to see if I can find some, let's see, um, what will it take? Because I, I've put up, I've searched up some results and all that as far as like, the change of the dollar and now I'm trying to find something else to to fix it to fix well, we don't want to keep stop talking there but l- let me just pull up for what I have right here and it's oh, talking yeah, about so the we have we have audio now so they can see what's going on so it's different you, video but yeah well I mean mm-hmm. video yeah video now so they can but, see well, the majority of our audience don't watch the video though like a lot of them oh, listens still. but okay. still um I do have this statement right here that I pulled up it's from Forbes business division um there's one section that I did see here now like uh this isn't like my top thing to look at there's like other stuff but I just want to pull up something real quick but it's saying in this statement here that after a severe decline in the dollar index, which started three months ago, the dollar index was recently trading at around 97 in from 20, I mean 102.8 back in March. Uh, it dropped 5% during that time. However, the drop, which was relatively swift and significant, may be the only beginning of the larger tumble in the value of the greenback, which is what they call our dollar and all that. Um, The Goldman analysis estimates that the U.S. dollar may fall more than 20% from its recent peak based off of these reports. And this isn't the first time it ever happened. Um, These reports are now saying that it could drop down to 84 so once again it went from like 102 to 97 to 84 in a level that hasn't been seen in the last five years um so it's basically saying right here like why should investors or people care in the first place a weaker dollar tends to make the tends to make the environment or the economy grow slower in other words our economy that we are wanting to save so badly right now at a very like slow pace, it will be even more slower if the value of the dollar goes down. So imagine us trying to fix everything like the pandemic and stuff as we go in at this pace right now. It's slow, it's taking forever, it's pandemic. Uh, I, I think we're still in the pandemic really. Um, it's been almost a whole year now. Like this whole, we only have like four months left. 
and that I know it's crazy it, how time flies. Yeah, time is flying very fast as far as time going, but as far as like our economy growing and fixing itself is at a slow rate. So if you put into consideration of our value of our dollar, there are pretty much like the dollar amount and all that. And if the economy is growing slow in general, but then like we have a weaker dollar, it's going to cause our economy to grow even more slower than what it is right now. The reason is that when a currency is declining or at least isn't stable, investors tend to invest their money elsewhere. Falling dollar could sour the election. It can sour so many companies. It can sour many food and prices, gas, pretty much everything that's common to the uh, person. So um, here's another section that's saying uh, it also can cause inflation. If the dollar buys less than today than it did yesterday, then you have inflation. It will mean gas prices, food prices will likely see increases and at a time when wages will likely be stagnated and unemployment at a high. People tend to vote out uh, when they find that the combined percentage of unemployment rate and percentages of inflation rates rise over the four years since the last election. Which makes sense because, like, you know, we have seen a lot of stuff happen these last four years. Um... So yeah, that's pretty much like the basic premises of what uh, this is basically saying, what's going on with the fall of the dollar. It's a major thing that we want to pay attention to. Uh, A lot of reports are saying that if we continue at this rate, it's still the beginning of it. Uh, Really, the only way you can fix the falling of a dollar, I'm trying to see exactly what it is. A falling of a dollar. So what can we do to fix that? Uh, To increase the value of their currency, countries could try several policies, such as selling foreign exchange assets, uh, purchasing own currency, raise interest rates. Not a very good thing that many people will want to jump to. We definitely don't want that. (laughs) Reduce inflation, which we are trying to keep that from happening with the value of the dollar. And supply side policies to increase long-term competitiveness, which meaning that like if our values... Like, if we keep on trying to make our dollar a lot more uh, available, then, like, the value of it's just not going to be important. It's kind of like the supply and demand thing. Like, if you have so much supply, then, like, the demand is not going to be that high because everyone's going to be like, oh, well, I can always get that another time. But if the de- if the supply is low, the demand is going to be high because many people are going to be like, hey, man, I got to get on that before it's all out. So that's pretty much well, when it comes to like the supply and demand and making sure that the the dollar value still sticks with that same premise. Um, I'm probably boring some of you out. <laughs> Brian, I know you're a little bit like, uh, I no, don't no, know no. about I'm, this. I'm keeping up with I'm just soaking it all in because, see, as he's telling us, I'm also learning as well and then also making comments on it. So, no, you're good. Keep going. Like it's fine. Now, Brian, uh, as for someone who doesn't really pay attention too much to these things, do you have any other questions as far as like why this is important i mean maybe some of your questions could also help out some of our audiences out there as well um i would say that i'm going to start paying a lot more attention to it because it is something that's going to affect all of us Mm -hmm. here within a short time hopefully not but um i guess i would say um out of all those things that you named or whatever which one of those things you would say would be more um 
would be a legitimate option as far as raising the value of the dollar. Like when you was talking about doing the entrance rates and you mm-hmm. was talking about like, so what, 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 do you like any of those things of what it was talking about as far as increasing it back up? Uh, really, I think for, to try to keep us out of it, I think the best course of action for our country to do it would be like try to sell and exchange assets and purchase its own currency while also trying to um, fix the supply side of the policies, you know, try to increase it. I I think those two things will be the best things for our country to do to be able to fix that. I I do think they're probably thinking about something like that. I will hope they will think of something like that. But um, really, I just hope that we can be able to fix this problem and, you know, not try to turn to the people all the time. Because that's one thing that I kind of have been noticing the last couple of years is that whenever something has been going on these last couple of years, they always tend to go to our people who we have less power. We can't really do too much of anything. I mean, yeah, we can vote. I mean, the people do have a lot of power. I, I, I think I worded that wrong. The people do have a lot of power of what they can do. But as far as like actually making a change, um, it really takes their uh, their own approach. Like they have to be able to accept that, hey, we're doing something wrong and we have to change. And our people know that we have to change because the people we can make the change, but we can't really make it a we can't really make it happen unless they realize themselves like our government realized themselves like hey these people are onto something let's go ahead and make this change and that's pretty much what i'm basically saying as far as that end goes um, okay so um let's see i think we can go on and go to our next section yep. so our next section is going to be mostly about the Ford Bronco. So we can go ahead and get off the topic about money and political stuff. Let's go and talk about something that most people in the world were wanting to return. And like I said, it's the Ford Bronco. Now, Brian, what do you think about this Ford Bronco? We're both working at Ford. Uh, We know some details and, uh, you know, it's cars. We both like cars in some type of way. So what are your ideas and thoughts about the Ford Bronco? The Ford Bronco was seen in a lot of movie scenes. It was a very popular vehicle. Um, got even more popular with the uh, slow speed chase on the 405 in California with the O.J. Simpson and the white famous Ford Bronco with his friend A.C. had a matching one just like it. They played college and pro together. And... Um, Eventually, it got discontinued, and now they are making their big return. Yeah. Uh, I think it's actually pretty cool that they're bringing it back. Um, There was always, like, a running thought behind my head has that, like, hey, I can have my Mustang, and then um, maybe whenever I get some money and all that and pay off my car, um, I will have me, like, a Jeep or something because I always thought, like, well – Really, I haven't always thought Jeeps were nice until Callie's dad got a Jeep. It was a Jeep Wrangler. I was like, yo, that's pretty nice. I kind of want a Jeep now. The so, Rubicon is my favorite. I was <laughs> say. It's fully loaded. I mean, it's off-road. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. 
So really what I was thinking in the back of my head is like, hey, maybe I can give me a Jeep. Give me a nice car that's all wheel drive instead of having to worry about, oh, dang, am I going to slip and slide today? Because that's what it feels like every time you're driving a Mustang in the weathers. Um, but yeah, any sports car for that. Matter. Oh, yeah, definitely. Any sports car, really. Um, so like I was thinking, if I want someone to all wheel drive, I want it where I can do a lot of things. And that was the Jeep Wrangler. But then Ford decides to come out of nowhere. Well, no, not nowhere. There's been talks of uh, the Ford Bronco coming out for about three, four years now. I think it was ever since 2016, we've been like in discussions talking about, hey, like there's the concept of the Ford Bronco coming back in 2017. That didn't happen. So here we are in 2020. They released the actual, you know, what it looks like and all that. And um, pre-orders are out now for if you want a Bronco. Um, But they're very nice. And the thing is, they're pretty affordable, too. Like, if you want a pretty good one, it's like $30,000. I know how some people's like, how that's not affordable. I'm like, well, for a lot of cars, $30,000 is pretty good if you want a new car. And it has, like, a really good amount of stuff in it. Um, I was looking at the Broncos myself, and I was like, hey, $30,000 for something like that? That's pretty nice. But I really don't want to go into debt again. <laughs> but... Um, uh, Ever since I've seen the Broncos and they look exactly like how the Jeeps are, like, yeah, some people may say it's a ripoff, but at the same time, I'm like, yo. Well, it's good that the Jeep is getting a challenge and something to compete with, and it's good that if you don't want a Jeep or you want something similar around the Jeep range, that you can give the Bronco a shot and a chance to try it out. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think it's a bad idea to want to compete and to come out with a version of your Jeep Avant. You never know. The Bronco excuse me, over time could be better than the Jeep. You never know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's kind of like Ford testing the waters to see where their vehicle that they just put out and reconstructed the whole design and everything that what it was back then to what it is now to see how it stacks up against that Jeep. And over time, they'll make adjustments and things. It's, it's no different than any other sports car versus a sports car, or mm-hmm. pickup truck versus a pickup truck. Everybody has their own preference. And mm-hmm. and it's if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's a little cheaper than a Jeep. So mm-hmm. depending on what different levels and things like that. So I think mm-hmm. that you know people that want to be almost can yeah. definitely get that Bronco for sure. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, right now, I'm kind of looking up a lot more details as far as like uh the different models of the bronco and how much they will each cost but um from what i've seen oh, 1996 bronco who's won that, that, that <laughs> sorry that, the, just... that would be the oj bronco the yeah. one that actually still exists that uh a guy that was on pawn stars mm-hmm. a while back has it and wanted um uh at least a million dollars for it and somebody offered him a little bit over 500000 and he told him no because he felt like it was going to be worth that. And I think at that time that him passing up that 500000 was not very smart because it was in history because there are good things that are attached to having that Bronco, but there's a lot of bad things mm-hmm. that are attached to having that Bronco. So it's in mint condition, but um, he's just not going to get a million dollars for it. Yeah, so, unfortunately. I can understand that. All right, so I do have models and specs for the Ford Bronco here. So, now these are all 2021s. Um, starting with the base model, and this is the, I think this is a one-door one. Yeah, the base model. Oh, no, that's a that's two-door, is it? Yeah, that's two-door. 
Cool. Because I know there's a there's a one door and a two door one. One door? There's a one the no, two door or a four door. Okay. Sorry. I don't know what I was thinking there. There's a two door and a four door one. <laughs> It'd be strange if your car had everybody has to get in on one side and get out on the same side, that'd be a little different. That would be different. Um so basically here we are with our specs and our models and prices right here. So you get the Bronco base. This is the base model one here. It runs at $28,000. That's the two-door one. So that's pretty nice right there. Two, not two, well, yeah, that's a two-door and four-door one from what I'm saying here. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm kind of looking at some of the things here. But yeah, you have your base Bronco four-door, uh, four-door Bronco, and that's at $28,000. Yeah, Brian's over here trying to look at it too. Um, so yeah, you get that. And I think that's pretty nice. Especially since, like, you can get the two-door one or the four-door one. It kind of like a Range yeah. Rover a little bit. A little bit. But I, I, I like the way it looks and all that. Um, and that's pretty good. So then you, the next model here is the Big Bend. Um, it has a little more to it. Um, I would go through the details, but I ain't trying to make this podcast more a little bit more longer. Just going over details, especially if some people are not car people. But you get another one that has a little bit more than the base model. It's another four-door one. It has a little bit more to it. That's running at 33. And then it goes black diamond. A lot of the black diamond terms, it's pretty big in the Ford industry, really. Um, that would be the then, one I would want for 36. Yeah, the black diamond one? Absolutely. Well, let's take a look. Well, let's go ahead and take a look at what this one has. Like, this is the mid-model one. This has pretty much um, a little bit more than what the base model has and a little bit less than what the max one does so this one has five seating its cargo space is 83 horsepower is 270 so that's pretty good from what i'm looking at it's it's pretty good it has like a lot of off-road key points um the inside seating is pretty good of course you could take these doors off if you like uh this looks like it has like some hooks in the front so you can do some other like you know Things that you outdoor possibly do. stuff, yeah, yeah, outdoor stuff. Um, if you want to look at the exterior things, um, let's see, it's, it's got a soft roof, or you can get a hard roof if you want. But the two door models are mostly gonna have like the hard roof, really. From what I know, a lot of people said the soft top is so much better, especially if you want to um, have that more Jeep look to it, and if you're gonna be taking it off and on a lot. Absolutely. So yeah, if you want to take it off, soft top is all the way. But really, when it comes to like regular cars, I want a hard top. I don't, I'm like soft tops, but when it's the Jeep, 100% soft top. Um, but yeah, that's all that good stuff there. Uh, I mean, we we could probably look up more of it, but I don't want to drag on way too long talking about that. But still, the price range from what I'm seeing here. Uh, it's starting at like thirty thousand for the base, which what I've seen the base has a lot of good stuff to it. You go ahead, I would go ahead and jump up to the. Can uh, you talk to the mic, please? <laughs> yeah, I would go ahead and jump up to the Bronco First Edition, the big, the big baller. So all the way, that's sixty thousand, and that's fully souped up and all that. Yeah, I mean, I can see it when some people kind of want that, but really, to me, um, I don't think I need all that extra stuff. Especially trying to pay for another car that's like super expensive. Why don't you tell them what the horsepower and stuff is running in that one? Well, we could tell the horsepower of that. Um, let's yeah. see. The horsepower for the first edition is 310 with a seating of 5. So, yeah, that seems pretty good and powerful there. 
Um, yeah, that's pretty good right there, I say. But yeah, we just want to bring up that the four Broncos coming back. It looks pretty good. Um, I definitely say if you're trying to look for a Jeep like or something that's you know brand new, or if you're a huge fan of like the Broncos, you've been wanting them to come back. I've been hearing many people are wanting the Broncos to come back. Well, here's your chance for it to come back. You can go and get yourself a Bronco. Now, I definitely became a fan, seeing what it looks like, checking out its specs and stuff. You can check out more of the specs yourself. I don't want to carry on too much of the podcast with it. But, um, because we're not a car podcast. I mean, we could talk cars, but we're not a car podcast. Facts. Still, um, I say definitely check it out if you're part of that group of whatever I just named off. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's nice that there are Ford's bringing more stuff back. I mean, especially since um, last year they announced that they would be cutting a lot of stuff, especially their cars. They're cutting a lot of their cars and want to stick yeah. to, like, the Mustang and, like, a new type of Mustang that's that has a hatchback. And I'm just like, uh, uh, I don't know about that. But still, like, they're wanting to keep a lot of their trucks, their SUVs, and, of course, they're bringing in more of that Jeep range or their out-road or off-road stuff. I understand why they want to do the uh, hatchback Mustang. It doesn't sound appealing, but um, to be honest, it's like that person that has that family that has the option to get a car, but would like a little bit more space to kind of be able to talk himself into letting his wife let him get that car. So I, I, I can I can understand what they're doing there because a lot of people are man, I got family stuff. I can't do the two-door. You get the hatchback, you mm-hmm. might be able to pull some strings to get yourself in the conversation. Have you seen the Dodge Chargers with that hatchback in the back? Well, you mean you mean more so the Dodge Magnum? I think that's probably what That's what called. you're talking about. You're talking about the Magnum. Yeah. But that was very popular. A lot of people liked it, the Magnum. But that did they not. Disc- they discontinued it, but... <laughs> Um, they, I think they brought it back, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, a lot of people liked it. it. Had a different little look. It was similar to a Charger look, but it, um, you know, it depends on what kind of person you are. A lot of people put music in the back. You definitely had plenty of trunk space. Mm-hmm. Um, you're talking about the Magnum, is what you would be talking about. But um, uh, it did not look good to me. It's it's opinion and preference, but believe it or not, a lot of people had it and a lot of people drove yeah, it. I can see. That. Yeah, I did see a lot of it. Outside, but still. And, and there was no disadvantage. Like they put the same Hemi motor and everything in that one as they did the Charger and everything else. So it wasn't like that. It was just, you know, like oh, I'm just getting a somewhat of a, you know, so you're getting an extended version in a sense if you want to say it like that. But I mean, it, it's not. It wasn't bad. I mean, mm-hmm. so a lot of people who had them, you know, customized them and did little things to them, but they weren't bad. Yeah, I can definitely understand why some people will be interested in those things. Uh, like uh, there are some cars, like uh, I, like the Subaru Outback. I think those are nice for whenever you're trying to do a lot of um, stuff that has to do with you with the back. Uh, I feel like they're perfect for like uh, drive-in movies and stuff. But um, really, I'm just not too big of a big car guy. I mean, you can tell with my small Mustang, I'm more like a small car guy. But still, at the same time, like, I do like the way the Jeeps look, and I do see the values of them. Maybe it's because, like, I want a car that's like a tank, but I don't want, like, a big SUV like a car. So, I can understand that everyone has their own opinions when it comes to certain vehicles and stuff and why they get those and all that. But for me, I'm just saying the Bronco looks nice. Maybe one day, if I had money, like, nothing else. Um, I still love my Mustang. I'm going to go hold on to that. 
Uh, as far as like my next car goes, like I'm not thinking about any of that anyways. <laughs> Maybe whenever I have a family, that's probably when I'll think about another car. But as of right now, that's just my general thoughts about the Ford Bronco. It's very nice um, for anyone who's looking for a car that's good for off-roading and it's big and it's Jeep-like and you're a Ford fan. I'm not a Ford fan, but if you are a Ford fan, then yeah, go get you a Bronco. I think it's a good value right there. Agreed. Yeah. All righty. I think we can go ahead and jump into our game section. So, for our game for today, we are going to be doing Mary Kiss Kill. And our three topics are New York City, Vegas, and Miami. We're tourist th- places. Yeah, tourist places. So, we're going to go ahead and begin with um, why that we chose uh, these three things. So, tourist places are very interesting. Like, you know, we whenever you go somewhere, you're always going to be like, oh, that's a nice place. We were going to do states at first, but then Brian was bringing up Vegas a whole lot. He was like, Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. Oh, I don't do that. <laughs> well, you know, Nevada, it has some nice places, but, you know, most people think of Vegas. So, we're going to have our three choices here. Who likes to begin with their Mary Kiss Kill? I will start it off. All right. And this is actually really extremely hard, believe it or not. Yeah, I can see why. Because Miami's nice, Vegas is nice, and New York City is nice. So, um, well, I will start off with the Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony kind of gave it away, so it oh, would be, really, it would be Vegas for me. Okay. Um, there's a lot to do in Vegas. Um, the heat would be the biggest downfall, I would say. But I mean, it's it, it's beautiful in Vegas. Huge, the limelight, like. Almost everything you could ask for is, is practically in Vegas, and they got good food and things of stuff like that. And a lot of people travel to Vegas for vacation stuff. I mean, they even did movies off of it, The Hangover, for crying out loud. Yeah, so, that's true. You know, that old mantra, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas and things like that. And if you're a gambler, it's big for that, too, mm-hmm. and um, other things amongst. Um, to be honest, I'm going to kiss... Florida, because New York can be just too cold for me. Up north <laughs> is a little bit more aggressive. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more hostile. Mm-hmm. Miami's a little bit more friendly. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Disney and and cruises and stuff there and food and a lot of Disney's cultural. in Orlando, I think. Which is... Orlando's a little bit more north. Well, yeah, but I mean it's Florida, so I mean you know <laughs> when you when you're in one, you feel like you're in all. So yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. It is Orlando. My apologies, but uh, Miami has a lot of stuff there too. I mean, so you're right. Yeah, it is true. Orlando, but I mean it's Florida. I think they got. No, I'll probably get this wrong. What are you gonna say? What's that? Atlantis or something? No. I don't know where that's no, at. I have I to be honest so. with you. It might be. I'm not for sure on that one. I have to double yeah, check that. I don't remember. But um, that would be my second choice for sure, and. Um, Obviously, unfortunately, New York would be killed. Yeah. <laughs> I can understand your reasoning for New York. I mean, it can get cold up there during certain times. Uh, but, I, you know, Times Square, once you go there, it's it's pretty nice. I believe uh, it. No, no. That's not a knock to New York to, to discredit it. It's just as a preference. If you have an option to choose, I would love to take a vacation to New York mm-hmm. and things like that. So that's not to say, but if we have to go without... You know, there you go. I can understand. 
Uh, yeah, these are pretty tough. Really? Um, if I had to give my three choices, I must start with my... I'm going to start with my kiss. And I will say for my kiss, I will go with... Miami. I'll kiss Miami because, okay. like, you know, that's... To me, even though Florida is a very interesting state, it's very, very interesting. Like, that. like they have a lot of interesting and great stuff there. A lot of diversity. Yeah, it's a lot of diversity. It's a, a lot of good stuff. Well, New York has a lot of diversity, too. But still... Uh, Florida, it, it, it's really nice there. I love the tropical weather. That's me. If I can live in tropical weather all my life, I would definitely take it. Um, but really, a lot of their people there is kind of interesting. Uh, there's there's the goods, and there's the uh, wow. I can't believe that people. And uh, for me, I'll I'll still give it my kiss because of a lot of the good stuff that's there in Florida. And, you know, like, uh, of course, we got our uncle there. We can go see him in Orlando and all that. Yeah. And, again, it's always nice to go down to Florida for its tropical weather whenever it's super-duper cold up here. Um, So, the the next step is going to be pretty hard. Uh, it's going to be my Mary. And I've got to say... I got to say New York has my Mary because... Wow. Like, there's a lot that can happen in New York, and there's a lot in New York that you can have, too. Like, you can't have the best uh, shows coming from anywhere else but Broadway. Broadway has some of the best shows you can have. Um, you can Before you finish, that could be very debatable as far as shows... Vegas is really known for some of those shows too. Okay, yeah, that's true. very debatable. That's it's true. preference too. That's true. I can understand that. Like, I, I really say that it is getting kind of tough because, like, I really don't want to kill Vegas, but that's my kill. But let me continue on what I'm saying is for New York. Um, as far as business goes, New York is a perfect opportunity for many people who are wanting to create a business. That place is where pretty much everything you can do great in. Because, uh, one, the markets are strong there. It's where it's home of. And uh, many people are more open to check out things in New York as well. Um, other places in the United States, of course, they're kind of open. But, like, you try to open up a place here in Kentucky, a lot of people usually try to stay where they're more comfortable with. They're not as open as New York is. Um Plus, you can't forget New Year's is always nice there. I mean, yeah, it can be a bit of a pain trying to leave there and all that, and the cold kind of sucks. But still, like, I think it's very nice seeing, like, the the holiday season in New York is very beautiful. i would never seen it around Christmas. I've only been there around, like, summertime. But still, um, I'm pretty sure from what I've seen everywhere and people that I know that live there, um, it's beautiful there during these holiday seasons. So, yeah, there's plenty of reasons why, but I don't want to carry on too long about why I would marry New York. Now, for Vegas, the reason why I kill Vegas is because, like, yeah, it's nice there, too. It probably has shows there, too, that are nice. Um, I've never been to Vegas. I want to go there at some point. Um, but really, like, it's I'm not a gambler. I don't see an appeal for gambling. And I know there's more to Vegas than gambling, but most people see it as like the sin city there's a lot of sinful stuff that you can do there a lot of things that are there, that are there just to have fun with but not in a good fun with 
you know, morally good. That's what I meant. But um, as far as like the lights, flashing lights. Yeah, I can see why a lot of people like it there. Because it's very beautiful from what I've seen. And they have a lot of nice things there. But for me, it still doesn't stick out as much as greatness that I can see from like New York. And Miami, of course, is in between because of the fact that like I love the weather there. And they have a lot of good stuff that I can actually enjoy there. But it's not necessarily good enough for me to marry. So, yeah, that's Merry Kiss Kill for um, our uh, attractions or tourist places that you can go to. Um, if you want to give your thoughts of it, go ahead and leave it in the comments. If you, like, you know, go on Facebook or Instagram, give us your three choices if you like. Um, or you can just hit us up and tell us, hey, uh, I don't like your choices. They suck. <laughs> if you want to say that. <laughs> but please don't. I <laughs> know. Don't do that. But, you know, just give us any thoughts of what it is about your Merry Kiss Kill. I want to throw something a little bit extra for, you know, our audience out there who listens to our game section. I want to try to make it a little bit different. That's if you want to participate. It'd be great if you did. It'd be awesome. But if you don't want to, no worries. But I think that's about it for our podcast. I know it's a bit of a short one. It's just me and Brian. We had two topics to talk about. I know I rambled a whole lot in that first one. In the second one, if you're not a car person, you probably don't care. But still, these are something that I felt like we could talk about. We had other topics, but I feel like uh, they were a bit more stronger if we had a third person with us. Absolutely. Or a woman. If you're a woman and you're listening, don't be afraid to hit us up and want to join in because we love to have some more women on here. I know Brian had Mariah last week, and that was awesome. Like, if she will want to get back on, I would love for her to come back on. All right. Um, so, other than that, um, Brian, do you have any final marks for the podcast? Uh, no. Yeah, thanks for um, listening and watching, yeah. for those of you who are be watching. I agree, man. Thank you very much. Um, so, go ahead and hit us up with a rating or a like or whatever it is. Turn on notifications. Um, if you turn on notifications, you get an idea of when our next podcast will come out as soon as it does. We try to post on Mondays now. Um, as far as like giving us a rate or a like, that'd be awesome. Give us a like on YouTube if you're watching our videos. If you are listening, um, whatever system it may be, Spotify, iTunes, or any other system, go ahead and give us like a like or a rating on there. It'll be greatly appreciated for helping us out. If you enjoy the podcast, please recommend it to many friends and family. If they enjoy, you know, basic community discussions or possibly something in business or pop culture. We always talk about those things and we love to inspire one another as well. So other than that, thank you for listening and we'll catch you all in the next episode. Peace.